Hello there. Hello and welcome to the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. I'm your host today, Adam Tudor, and with me is Bob D. Hello there. And we are joined by Rob Ram from IQ Games. Hello there. This weekend we had the Sith Takers August event. So we got a really good turnout of guys. We got 24 players. We had usual complement of Sith Takers. Um, quite a few of your guys from IQ came over um, and some of the Preston guys as well. So we'll jump straight in with lists, basically. It's, it's the bit that everybody likes to talk about. Um, did you guys see any any crazy things around that you that really stood out to you? The Kova in the shuttle, the the transports um, with the layer on board, just reversing up all the time. That was probably the start, like the MVP that I saw the day. Okay. Um, just uh, apparently, just everyone who like of my of the IQ guys who were playing them, um, just saying that just a tanky little bugger that it is. Okay. So the the um is that the Finn shuttle, the the new resistance shuttle? Um, but the full transport, the resistance transport, yeah. Okay, so it's the full the full pod. Do you know what the the build was, or was it just um, Kova, the PS4, and uh, just Leia Organa as crew. Um, the, so when it does a uh, reveals a red maneuver, it's rolling one additional dice on attack and defense. Mm-hmm. So you've got this force wielding focus three dice um, attack and two dice defense ship all the time because it's just backing up all the time. Yeah, it's really hard to, to pin down and make sure it's in one place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob, did you see anything? I had a few really interesting games. My favourite was probably playing against Ben Hibbert, who was running a really efficient triple T70s. No, it wasn't even triple T's. Two T70s, uh, Rose and Finn in their pods and Tally in an A-wing. Um, and it just tore my um, Fen Bobber uh, leet list absolutely to bits because he engaged very conservatively and uh, I, I headed towards him fairly aggressively and it just meant I was taking a, a withering volume of fire. So I think the the new Rebel Beef is looking to be a resistance-based list and I think we're going to see quite a lot of that. It certainly seems to be popular around our way there were a couple of other people at the event running very similar lists based around uh, a lot of hull and a bit of fin, um, and then season to taste with with a wings or a, a thirty seventy. And I think that list is, is going to be something we're going to be seeing a lot of for a few months. Yeah, the the fin pod has really taken our group certainly by storm. I'm not sure how everybody else is finding it, but the combination of perceptive co-pilot for f- double focus and then being able to, with no real penalty, give yourself an extra focus result on defence because you take a strain, but then it clears straight away without you having actually rolled any less dice um, is, is definitely popular. I, I'm not personally sure whether it's that amazing. I, I think its off- offence is much weaker, but certainly it's nothing to be sniffed at defensively when, when the damn thing just won't die. Yeah, well, I played against a thing that had optics and perceptive, so its offense was very strong, along with heroic. You were guaranteed, um, if, as long as there wasn't two blanks there, you would like two to three every time. So is that so, just using 
optics to to give himself a blank and not need to take strain, I guess. Well, even uh, if you rolled a blank, give yourself another blank, or uh, hit strength to get the focus, you can turn two focus results and a blank and get up to three using perceptive. Having the two focus tokens there, like I played against that, and it was like, oh bloody hell! Where's that coming from? <laughs> nice. Okay, so um, if we go then move on to um, to your day, why don't you run us through your list um, and, um, and talk to us a little bit about your games? Uh, yeah, so I was playing Sayas, um, having a take on a droid swarm. Um, I had three hyenas and three vultures. Um, the hyenas were a DBS 3 uh, 32C, the coordinating its sort of engagement one. Um, on board with that was Kraken. Um, I had two Hyeno Techno Union bombers. Um, one had proton torpedoes, and the other one had a plasma torpedo with the DRK 1 probe droids. Um, so I could target lock and jam from those instead of the ship. And probably the most interesting thing that sort of caught everyone off is I've got three vultures with Discord missiles for board control. I played against Harrison in the first round and he was describing it as it's a completely different way. You, you, it's something completely different that he's ever seen, like to engage wise. You've got this band in front of the droids that you just can't touch. Otherwise you're going to start taking crits if you can't get rid of them. Yeah, so Harrison was running the Han Jake um, yeah. that's been around um, mm-hmm. courtesy of Jack Mooney so yeah. obviously only one of those ships can actually bounce yeah. um, which is basically the only way to clear the buzz droids right? yeah. and I like I managed to get a buzz droid on hand and he just couldn't clear it so yeah he's getting his uh, shield back if he turned by, by R2 but it's not doing anything because it's getting popped at the end of every turn like fair enough it's constantly there but there's always that threat of being pushed, if I ended up pinging that shield off, there's always going to be another crit coming through. Yeah, it really is. Obviously, it's countering your buzz droids, but at the same time, it's supposed to be getting his shields back, yeah. not just neutralising what you've done to him. It was at the point where, I'm, I feel like the point, I'm, I might run running strong, where every time the shield came back, he was back above half, but because the buzz droid at the end of the turn, it could run to time, and it would, he would drop below half because of the buzz droid. Because it would, the buzz droid would trigger. But yeah. you play out the full round, and then the buzz droid would, yeah. would drop in below. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so it was that game um, I played against uh, Paul Watley, one of the IQ guys, um, playing a Sloan Sloan Swarm with um, using rack, um, some ties, and an interceptor. Um, same scenario, managed to get the buzz droids onto rack and just couldn't get rid of them. Yeah. Um, was it round three? I played against uh, Percy McDonald, who had the fin and the resistance beef. Like, I played a bit of a cagey game that allowed the pro droids to come into effect. Um, like getting all the early locks to be able to... Because um, the list has a bit of an alpha using the plasma and proton. Um, managed to take Finn and pretty much half a T70 off the board. Um, but again, I don't think the buzz droids didn't really do anything, but I put them in front of everything, so it wasn't. They were going to have to fly through them and then forcing repositioning afterwards. Otherwise, they start taking more damage. 
Mm-hmm. Um, played against Chris Main. Um, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember what Chris's list was again. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Um, Arvo, mm-hmm. Tenum, Wedge, and the two B Wings. Stan of uh, Rebel Beef, but obviously that likes to say quite contained buzz droids again. Uh-huh. Um, throwing the buzz droids in, they've got to split up and it breaks their formation. They can't really go around very well together, which means I can pick them off with six shots a turn, like to uh, you know, take Arval, Wedge, and so on. Uh, and in the final round, I played um, one of our own, uh, Lee Duncan, which Funny enough, we played that game on the Tuesday, and he <laughs> wiped the floor with me because he had um, Seventh Sister, the Grand Inquisitor, and Vader, um, all with tricks um, like ordnance and stuff, and just complete different game change. Where I managed to call his turn in on two sides, and managed to benefit me taking taking out the Seventh Sister and Inquisitor fairly early, and then all of it running after Vader. So Lee's list, um, I, I had a look at it um, around the day because uh, I, I was a big fan of Grand Inquisitor in first edition, um, but I just feel like he, he uh, suffered a lot with the changeover. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his full list is Darth Vader with Afterburners, Fire Control System and Proton Rockets, mm-hmm. and then Grand Inquisitor and Seventh Sister both with Proton Rockets. Um, how do you, uh, having played against it quite a few times, and how do you find it? Are the, are, the, are the TIE prototypes doing any work? Absolutely. Well, that very squirrely. And just for I put a timestamp on this podcast, um, the, there's two, there's three Inquisitors on top table at, at, at the Nationals over in America right now. Just for like, a bit of perspective, like the Inquisitors are, I think they're incredibly underplayed. Like, they're a bit of an underdog. Okay. Um, that, that's so squirrely. And the fact that the evade and force, like they're, they're just incredibly versatile. Okay. And like, they're also they're a good missile carrier. They can get in positions to get that rocket off. Yeah, with the the um, having uh, focus boost as well, mm-hmm. um, and the, they've still got the blue ones and uh, one hards, haven't they? Mm. So it's it's quite. Nice little ship. I suppose with the it, with the addition of the rockets, it does add uh, add a bit of threat to them. Yeah. Okay, so with your list, then the mm-hmm. the buzz droids did quite a bit of work. Clearly. Yeah. Um, do you think that they've been a little bit underrated so far? Well, before the points changed, there were six points, which put them just outside of a conceivable a bracket that you would even consider them that you would always just put the energy shells on but now at four points that you got a buzz you got a vulture running around at 23 it's nothing if it's if it dies it's sad if, it, if the vulture dies with it still on but it's just insane board control which i felt that the cis kind of have a bit of a tricky time with that there isn't really much of it like yeah they can they've got really good turns but they kind of have a hard time turning back around. But if you get a buzz drive on something, they're going to have to bug out for a turn, which kind of gives you that extra turn to come back in, I feel. Yeah, so with your, like with your game against Harrison, I saw the kind of 
final few rounds and having played against the handjake build it flown by a couple of different people it's very good at running away because of the the, the knowledge that you've got with Han and yeah. the, sort of the how well the A-Wing can move but with your game you were happy for him to fly off into the corner and do his own thing because you just needed to be in position to jump on him yeah, once he uh, came back round and yeah, let me get back around and reload relock and go back in to try and pop the shield more if, and let like, those droids do more work mm-hmm. like there, there was points where he was trying to get up close to a rock so it would have to be repositioned even the board edge um, at one point but then it's, it's again it's a case of if you're if you're playing against a ship that's trying to get rid of a buzz drive by putting itself in a disadvantaged position that's even a, that's a win as well yeah absolutely uh, Rob if you're um, playing against handbrake hand what is your rock strategy like 2-2 two, two, top uh, left and right top corners opposite me and I'll try and put the third one in the middle as well like just have the three in the line okay um, I don't want I'm, I'm not going anywhere up that side of the board that's three rocks that he can't deal that he can't play with Okay. I've got gas clouds as well because droids love them. I, I essentially, I'm going to put those three ro- three rocks that I've got um, possession over out of the game, and I just won't I won't include myself up there, or, or, or obviously because I have to. But I try not to. I try and stay in my bottom half of the board and let you approach me because I'm not going. If I come up to you, I'm. I want a few turns for my probe droids to get over to you so I can get early locks. If, but if you engage me, that's fine as well because I've got Kraken. That's going to let me get the probe droids off, then the those droids off, and also have mods behind that as well. So that answers your question. Cool. Thank you. Awesome. So that's that was a look at your day then. And I think it is worth mentioning that you did top our event, taking home the uh, newly reprinted uh, TISF. So congratulations on that. Uh, so Bob, we'll come back around to you. How did you? What were you flying, and how did you get on with the day? Well, the the list is above ground now because the, it's the one I'm going to be taking to the XTC, and it is Fearless Fen, a naked L337, and then Boba Fett with IG Crew, uh, uh, Marauder title, Skilled Bombardiers, and Proximity Mines, and yeah, I, I played Matt Hill, who was running a sort of hatchet man type build. I, I called where Vinda was going pretty effectively, and Vinda didn't last very long. Um, also got a lucky rock underneath uh, Matt's Defender, which was his second aggressive ship. I played Jess Rushworth, who was running Ketsu with uh, Old Terok and uh, Not Graz the Hunter, the other one. Talonbane, that's the fella. And I think with that, I managed to to get my ships into a pretty good position to to move in to attack and then then to disengage. So that went that went pretty well. And I have mentioned my really good game with uh, with Ben Hibbert. That was cool. And I also played. Harrison Daly, who was who was running that uh, that hand build, that went well for me because I, I clustered the rocks in the top left of the board, 
Um, and that made it quite difficult for Han to manoeuvre through them. He was getting his re-rolls, but it meant that the proximity mines were, were super effective in, in restricting his, his movement. And he was going over the rocks a fair bit and, and took two or three points of damage from doing that, which was good. And then my last game was against Darren Granger, who was running a vulture swarm um, supported by Captain Sear, obviously enough, with uh, the TA-175 TAC Relay. Um, and that was a really fun game. It was a really tough game. And I think I underutilised Bobber's rear arc. And that's something I'm going to be working on before ETC to try and get some more value out of that. Um, but it was a really fun match. And, and thank you very much uh, for doing the, the TOing, Adam. It, it all went really well, really smooth. Not bad for a 24-player event. 10 out of 10. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, no, it, it did run really nicely. Got, it was nice to see uh, quite a lot of us down for a, for a good day of it. Right, so I think we'll we'll round off there then. Now, uh, both of you gentlemen are going to XTC, so good luck with that. And, um, you know, win or lose, depending on who it is you're playing for, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it is uh, goodbye from our guest, Rob. It's goodbye. Uh, it's goodbye from Bob. Bye-bye. And it's goodbye from me. Bye-bye. Hey now, you're an